Hi, I'm Charlie Schmidt. I'm the most interesting person you've never heard of. Because I can do this. Charlie Schmidt, you are you are the most interesting person I've ever met. Gonna. Now, you need to get I'm out. I'm pissing more. off a lot of my guests. <laughs> you haven't been out of town a lot. <laughs> I mean, anybody that shows up with those shoes, uh, no socks, and that shirt. They match. From Nihon, Nihon. University. Nihon? Tell, why the shirt? Tell me about the story of well, that Nihon phenomenal University shirt. Is, Nihon means Japan, and so it's a Japan university, and it's a very big school. It's a college, uh, a university. <laughs> um, I went. Therefore, to, the university name. I went to art school there in the early '70s for a year, and um, it's in Tokyo. And when I got there, I was surprised to find out that the the enrollment of the school was just shy of the size of Spokane. It was 170 some thousand. In the school? Yeah, it's not one campus. They're all over. Wow. But that's a big school. That's a big school. It is a big. Were, so you just what made you want to go there, from Spokane? Well, so you grew up here, right? I was going to Wazoo as an art major, and there was a postcard in the art building that said, "Study art in Japan," and I thought. That's that sounds cool. That's a really good idea. That's a really good idea. Because I'm Polish and Italian, and I thought Europe is just so old-fashioned, and <laughs> and I didn't know anything about Japan, nothing. And so uh, I took the postcard down so no one else would see it, and I I submitted that was mean. A that was totally mean. It was. I submitted a portfolio, and the whole thing was based on your portfolio, not your GPA or or your looks or anything like that. So I had a chance. <laughs> and so I put together a portfolio and submitted it, and I got chosen to go wow. do that. So it was a scholarship. Wow. And what year would this have been? That was in 72. Uh, 1972. Yeah. Wow. It was great. Those were the times. Apartment. Those were the times. So it was a great year. Uh, it was a really, really great year. That was my senior year. And then... Uh, when I came back, going over there was, you know, there's some culture shock because it's different. Really 1972 different. especially. Yeah. And and then, but coming back here was, the culture shock was way worse. And in fact, I'm still dealing with it. Because mm. over there, at the time, You're I had... You're still dealing with it. This yeah. Is, this is 50 years ago, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why are you still at dealing At the with time, it? my hair was down to my butt and my pants had so much paint on them that they would stand up by themselves. We, have, we have a few pictures you've shared with us. We Probably. might be dropping those into this podcast. And this yes. is the one with the long hair. Okay. Logging, logging boots in a country where you take your shoes off 300 times a day and I, you know, <laughs> take an hour to put these things on. And, and just my whole culture was so different there that I, that I was just naturally famous just I would go anywhere, and All right. everybody no, wanted to true. be with me and right. get me I, we, drunk. We filmed in, in, in China for 10 days. My brother, blonde, me, and, and our client, who was 6'10". Yeah. Three Americans. Everywhere we went, we had a crowd of probably 10 to 15 Chinese people just watching us going, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. We were freaks. Yeah, it was great. Right? And, and, and it, was, and it is cool. I didn't have to buy whiskey or sushi or anything. It was just like everything was taken care of. In fact, I got tired of it being so famous. And then when I came back, <laughs> I was nobody. I mean, because in Spokane, <laughs> I mean, well, even in Spokane, it was like long hair, messy pants, 
72. Big deal. Yeah, you know, big deal. It didn't matter. And so I tried to stand out, which wasn't easy. And it didn't work. And so I'm still, like I say, I'm still sort of in culture shock about returning. <laughs> and I've been to Japan uh, several times since then doing work, and it feels good every time. Well, I mean, if you're from Spokane, nobody cares. You yeah, can be the exactly. most talented person in the world. And if you're from here, whatever. Totally, right? yeah. No, I've you and I famous. both have done really well other places. Yeah, I've been famous go, all over care, the place. Nobody cares because like, oh, you're just from here. My, I, I did a show in Japan. You can't be any nose. good. You're from Spokane. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, it, it's, we actually did it. I did a whole campaign. It was, it was, we didn't create it. Just filmed it, but it was called the it was called the superiority complex, the inferiority complex of Spokane to Seattle and other places. For sure, it's real, right? Oh, it's indeed. not so bad now. Well, it isn't all bad though. There's I don't know if you remember that Doug Clark column where he wrote that this guy was predicting the end of times on because coming on the coming up Tuesday, things were gonna it was gonna be the end of the whole show, <laughs> and and Doug said, well, we're we're really not worried about it around here because everyone knows Spokane is behind. <laughs> and so if it's the end of times everywhere we got, else, we got we, another couple years. We got two years. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> yeah. And it did. The lights didn't go out anywhere. But Oh, yeah. Y2K or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Every once in a while, these guys. Wow. So so you grew up in Spokane. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where'd you grow up? What neighborhood were you? Where? Um, I don't know the question. East I don't side, know the answer to this. Kind of by... Uh, well, kind of by Second and Freya. Oh yeah. By the freeway, we lived right on the edge of the freeway. Yeah. And so I was uh, just over there filming right near there. I was filming at St. Anne's Church. Yeah, I went to St. Anne's Grade School. Okay. Yeah, so right poorest there. parish in town. Absolutely, and it, you know it's fantastic right now. Oh yeah, they, they have cleaned it up and it's, oh, it's, it's great. immaculate. They have a program there. Catholic Charities is helping with it. This we filmed this project about it, where they they have hired homeless people to clean they are the grounds crew and they pay them and they are it is immaculate work oh, it's they have a incredible gar- pride they had their that heart in the right beautiful. place yeah it's great it's better than most churches uh, by far it's the it's I mean, the nicest they, they church house in the refugees town. in the basement and feed them it. and stuff it's like it's Anne frank over there it's true it's great yeah, yeah. I, I, those I, are your roots those are your people that's where ben stuckard's from school. that uh, that went to st Anne. Who? Ben Stucker to use the city council yeah, president. Yeah, that's right. He went to San Yeah. It was good. It was all nuns and priests, and I learned how to be good and guilty. I went to confession probably 8,000 times by the eighth grade, probably. <laughs> you and me are the same dude. That was before I really got into it. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't... Yeah, you could go down on Saturday from 4 to 5 and 7 to 8, they had confession. And the line was around the block. Oh, God. I was in that line every time. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. I know all those prayers. And I was an altar boy. Yeah, me too. Knew the whole Mass in Latin. Got lots of Oh, you're a Latin guy. Like See, that. I didn't know that. Yeah. No, I missed the Latin. Adeum quilitificat juventutem meum. Father Prince. And wow. 6.30 Mass on Saturday when Ooh. it was like nine below zero. Ooh. There was two people in church. Yeah, two. And, and you're freaking there. Yeah, it yeah. was just one altar boy at 6.30. <laughs> They had to do everything, the water and the wine. God. It was hard. Wow. So so you go from there to prep. Yeah. What was that experience like? Because we both went there. Well, prep was... was All um, boys then. It was that. Was it all boys then? It was all boys and yeah. all Jesuits. Yeah. And they were, they were, they modeled themselves after the Nazis. No, they did. There's books about it. Oh, my God. Yeah. What? That they were into... 
like extreme knowledge, extreme discipline, sure. order, uniforms, male dominance. Wow. And they were they were tough on us. So I mean, this would have been this would have been I graduated in sixty nine. Okay, so this is high the Vietnam right They that were tough a, on us. I mean yeah, they would was, hit us in I the heard, face. Yeah, with oh, their it, fist. They, you, you they would you'd fight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were they were very, very violent and, and hacks. And it was the, the culture was, then. They called it preparatory school, Gonzaga Prep. And what they were preparing you for was and I, and I didn't know until after, um, was like to be a lawyer or a doctor or a scientist or a mathematician. Right. Art was they didn't even have art. Not even one really? Yeah, in four years I didn't have one art class. If you got caught drawn, you got hacks. Wow. Yeah. Doodling. Yeah. And have you seen the place now? I have a friend who... Oh, yeah. They, they love art. It has its own incredible building. Right. If you've been over there, it's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. We yeah. had zero art, not oh, even one art wow. class in four years. Wow. And so for a guy that then was destined to be an artist, it was like really weird. To was Father Zender there? Do you remember? Sure. So he was as close as you probably came to that. Because that guy did immense. Well, he did those woodwork. wooden things in the in oh. the library. He made all. It was wood shop. Yeah, right? how they could have him phenomenal, and then not think that there was even going to be one student who would have that. Exactly. Spirit. Right. Yeah, Zender was cool. He was cool. He really yeah, was. Yeah, his work he was quiet, and his work was just immaculate. He was. Uh, in he had it made because he got to do all the stuff he wanted and didn't have to pay his doctor bills or <laughs> rent or anything. Exactly. Some guys made that work. <laughs> That wouldn't work for me, but okay. No, me neither. Yeah. So you, go, you, so you graduate in 69. Yeah. And then you go to, then you go to WSU. Right. W- was this Vietnam draft thing oh, going it on? Was, what was oh, that yeah. like? I've never really <clears> Good question. Those were the days. It was a student deferment. I think it was called... I can't remember the categorization. 4... 4-H or something? 4-H or four, something like yeah. that. No, that was the, the kids that oh, raised the goals that's right. and stuff. <laughs> Similar. It was though. for something. Yeah, it was. <clears throat> yeah. And so I got my student deferment, and it was all fine and good, but then they abolished it like about my second year because they deducted, which was true, that it favored people who had money. So if you had money enough to go to college, you wouldn't get drafted. So just yeah. poor kids were getting killed. So they knew that was wrong. Yeah. So then they had the lottery. And I just got a good lottery number, two eighty four. Oh, wow! And which was a really good one. And <clears throat> and uh, um, yeah. And lots oh. of friends who didn't get a low number. Oh, lots of guys. A friend, one friend of mine got one. Oh, baby. <laughs> yeah. Did he make it through? Yeah, yeah, he lived. Okay. <laughs> wow, crazy. Wow. <laughs> so, so this art thing. Because you are really, a, I mean, I don't know what to describe you when I talk about, I was telling people like, oh, I got this amazing artist coming on, Charlie. And I'm like, you know, you're almost more performance art or modern art or there is no way to I label it, which know. is why it's just the coolest art. I don't I know what it is. It was well, when I was at Wazoo, because G Prep had prepared me to be, I figured, a chemist. Sure. So I took, I took chemistry and that was my major. And so... It was just as boring as ever at college. Oh. It was just terrible. Chemistry, come on. It was worse for, than high school like chemistry. You, oh come on. god. But I just thought I get I sort of bought that life is just supposed to hurt like that. Yeah. So right. I was doing my chemistry thing and one night I was walking back to the dorm. It was co- cold out and it was just getting dark. 
And I walked by a building that said fine art on it, a big building with towers and it was like credible. And I thought, no one told me about that. Right. You know, they that didn't. wasn't an option. They it didn't wasn't. even tell you. I couldn't even spell. I got punished for art. But I always painted and drew and, and did build things. I mean, since day one. Right. It's, just, it's in your So DNA, I thought, yeah. I'm going to go in there. And so I did. And it was, it was about, it was going on five o'clock. So students were all gone. But the one room on the third floor that was really, really lit up, you could even see it from the outside, was the gallery. Mm. And so I walked up and I looked at it. It was empty, but it had a box fan every place there would have been a painting. And the box fan was trained on, was going full blast and blowing where there would be a painting. So there were like a dozen of them. And then there was a sign in the middle of the entrance, and it said, what this gallery needs is a change of air. And, boy, it hit me harder than any chemistry formula, that's for sure. So I was just standing there at that moment, soaking in that sign, and somebody came up behind me and said, what do you think? What a great question, first of all. Oh, I owe that guy my life. His name was George Lazner. He's a glassblower. He's dead now. And I said... Did he teach there? Or just... Yeah. Wow. And I said, I think I could do this. Because I, I was already doing junk You're like doing that. doing it anyway. Yeah. The freedom that and must have given well, you. And he said, well, why don't you? And I said, well, because I don't go to this building and I'm a chemistry major. And he said, well, look... It's not 5 o'clock yet. Your advisor is probably still in his office at the chem building. Why don't you go over there and get your folder and bring it to me, and I'll be your advisor, and you can be an art major. He's, a, he's an angel. He did that. I could cry right now he, telling you this story. Yeah. He did that. Wow. And I, and I went and did it. It was like... <laughs> Whatever you say. I went and did it. Of course you did. And I brought it back to him. must have been the happiest guy in the world. And he just straightened it up and put it on his desk, and he said, okay. Here's your here's the new classes that you start attending, and they were all 100 level classes, and he taught one of them, and and uh, everything was different. I never looked back. I had to call my parents that night and tell them because <laughs> we did didn't Pop really say? have money. I wasn't raised with money, so for them to send me to prep cost money. Oh yeah, and even the state school was money. And yes, then now sir. Chucky's gonna be an artist. My dad referred to artists as feather merchants. I've Googled it since, and I can't remember what it said. It wasn't good, though. It's not good. It's not a career you want to brag about. They sell by the pound. And they were real quiet on the phone, but it it was okay. And so it was like, there I was. And so... Oh, that must have been a huge relief. Oh, God. So did you have brothers and sisters? I have three older sisters. Three older sisters. Yeah, no brothers. So by then, they were just like, oh, let's just let this kid go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you've been the first. There's no way, dude. I wish I would (laughs) have could have heard what their conversation was when we hung up about what just what they thought. Well, they probably knew anyway. They I guess. It's like finding out your it. kid's gay or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, it well, they is. Knew, they they knew went, you, we knew it. We knew, we knew you had this nobody talent. else. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you had the incredible talent. They saw it. They knew. Well, it's in there, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. So you go off on this crazy career. So yeah. when I met you, I met you at KAYU. Of course. TV. Yeah. Which, and I'm 21, 22, something like that. Mm-hmm. My brother Jim had worked with you. <clears throat> for a while. A lot. You know, a lot. Yeah. Way more, way more than I had. And so I get this gig. You were 
Charlie, the host of the Kids Club. Right. The KYU Kids Club. And you right. were like, we would do promos all the time. And where did that come from? I don't know. I, the mind of Dave Tanner or Dave Zachariah, who was a guest on this podcast. Dave was just on. Oh, I love Zach. Oh, my God, Zach. You, do you see the podcast? You just got to watch it. It's incredible. Really? Was, oh, I mean, the guy was, he ran promotions for NBCs. He, you know, like must-see TV. That was yeah. his... That was his, really yeah. He yeah, was in the he's room a smart guy, super smart, and just I, cool. Was, I think he and Dave Tanner, uh, who really ran the place over there from right, he was. They were my bosses. Yeah, <clears throat> they. I think Dave. I don't know. I don't really know. I should. I shouldn't say that because there was a whole promotions arm of some pretty smart, creative people. But whatever, you became the the host of the kids club. Yeah, and I don't even know how it happened. It was like <laughs> one day Hammaker called me up. And I barely even so knew Bob who knew he you. was. Yeah. And he said, how would you like to do this, these things? Well, first of all, he said it out of the side of his mouth. Hey, Charlie. Yeah. And I didn't even know exactly what he meant, but it was sounded fun because I could do weird crap on camera. Exactly. And it would be on TV. Exactly. And I'd get paid for it. And I thought... I don't even know what it is, but I'm ready to go. You were great. It worked. Thank it you. It worked. No, you were it, great. I we always had it. fun, different it. stuff. And, the, you know, you did the, join the kids club. We would do this thing or whatever. And then we went to Seattle. You, pro- you don't remember. You, you yeah, for the, remember with the baseball with team. With the baseball team. You yeah. do remember. Yes, I do. Amazing. So it was you and I and, well, I think, Val, the producer. Right. And we're, <laughs> we're seeing her pretty young. And she's like the old, you know, sage at this point, probably 24 and I'm 21, and I'm shooting camera or whatever. And he, it was the th- two of us and you. That was it. We had no care, no yeah, gear. I know. No, shitty. no direct. Nobody's There's saying no, what more cameras you? in this room right now than we ever had there. He was. <sighs> he, Hammaker was so pissed at me about that. Why? Oh, he, afterwards he called me in his office and he said, after the Seattle trip. Yeah. What? He said, "What did you think you were doing? Who do you think you are?" He's very intimidating. Oh, Bob! I mean, he stands and I right said, next to I don't, big I dude. don't know. What do you mean? I thought, you know, we had a good time, and I thought it went well. And he goes, well, "You just acted like a fool." Where? Uh, in those spots, because I was silly, and I and I made like I was going to catch it, and then it went and it hit over here. And, <laughs> well, you're being Charlie the ghost of the kids. What was club? I supposed to do? Pretend I could play baseball? Right. And he was just irate. He said, we need to portray a smarter image for you. And I thought, well. You're the host of the kids club. Come on. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, because what I remember of that was we shot a bunch of them and we had no time. Oh, yeah. It was like you get to be on the field for 10 minutes. We got the manager of the Seattle Mariners. Jim Lefebvre was the manager. Yeah. And we got him. Yeah, we. I thought we got good shots. We got good I shot, felt like got I was on the like, moon. Like the lights were off in the kingdom, and, it, and we had like one hour or something. Yeah. To do all these bits, you know, you running around the bases, and I don't even remember. Oh yeah, there was a whole. But we, list you had to stuff. do a bunch of stuff, and we had. I was sweat. We were just working so hard, and and they just happened to. I'm like, we can't shoot this. There's no freaking light in the king. You're gonna light the kingdom. Come on, it's I dark know, it in there. Probably cost about a thousand dollars just to All turn sudden, them on. Right before we get there, we're standing there. And I'm like, well, I don't know what we're gonna do. Lights going. It was like Major League Baseball is testing the lighting today, and we just got lucky. And so I'm like, this is great. We got all lights on. Lucky. So all I remember is we're doing these bets, and Jim, you're weird standing there with Jim Lefevre, the manager of the Bears, <laughs> at the Kingdom on the field, and and Val, the producer, bless her heart, she doesn't know baseball at she all. She didn't know anything. She didn't know anything about baseball, and so 
and I knew baseball pretty well. I mean, I'm a sports fan. And, and, uh, so I'm like, ah. she goes, she goes, well, you know, we want you to do a batting tip. She says it to Jim Lefevre. And I just go, this is not going to go well. This is not going to go well. This is one of 26 dudes who run a major league baseball team in the world. Right. And he just goes, and he's an intense little guy. If you remember, he, oh, just, I do. he folds his arms and he just goes, the pitching coach will talk about pitching. The hitting coach will talk about hitting. I'm the manager. That's the way it's going to be because that's the way it ought to be. Oh, I don't remember that, but <laughs> I, I remember that's, it verbatim. Well, it's probably, you probably got the footage. Verbatim. I do. And I just oh, remember it. And I just man. went, I just went, oh my God, I tried to tell you. He ain't oh. going to do that. And so he gets like, we need a 30 second promo, you know, with you and him. And he one take, just boom, 29 seconds. And it was just like, uh, amazing. Like, yeah. I'm out of here. Good. We got it. I'm the happiest man in the world. Yeah, we could get a lot done we in got a short a bunch. amount of time. And it, they were cool. I never knew that. I never knew Bob didn't like them because I thought they were great. Oh, he hated it. And and then <laughs> and then one time, like we would meet like one day a week, or, I think, huh. and shoot like 800 promos, <laughs> yes. four 30-second spots. That's right. And I mean... A voracious amount of stuff, and it was good. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, we were really ready. We all got to, there were some cool people there. I mean, Jim and Dave Tanner, Dave Zachariah. Oh, yeah, we were I mean, ready. We, I was just the kid, you know. I don't even can't believe they sent me working. to Seattle with you. I was like, what am I going for? We but okay. had it working. We, and then it was good. One time I, 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 I got there, and Val said, I got to talk to you in the lunchroom. And I thought, well, okay. So we went in there, and she said, Bob needs me to talk to you about we need to be able to get more done in the day. Are you kidding me? Uh-uh. And Dude. I said, We're do- show me the list. And it was like 20 promos in a day. With all kinds of chroma key and props and special oh, effects. Oh, yeah. We had, a, she had no clue what it took to get stuff. stuff produced. And and I said, you know, a normal client would, would take a day to just do one, one. of these. Yeah, exactly. And you'd be lucky to get it done. You'd be absolutely lucky. Yeah. No. And wow. I said, and we're getting all these done. And I said... You're gonna have to tell him that uh, that I said no, <laughs> and I've never heard anything back about it. Good, but he sent her in to say you gotta go fast. Well, I've told the story before, but you know he he pulled me away to go work at the Tri City Station. Right, I, just, I remember I was, that. Yeah, do you? Wow, and uh, and I had a I had a semester left at Gonzaga to finish, and he he goes, listen, I'm gonna make a deal with you. I need you to go down to Tri Cities and start our production department. Like me, I'm like 20. One or something. <laughs> like, thank God, well, Jim and Dave. Are, Jim and he, Dave are like. He we'll knew though care. that you were sharp. Yeah, he did. I guess, and and he knew that Dave and Jim would help me out. Right, and, and they so were sharp too. They were, were they were hot. They were good, dude. Those guys. Yeah. No still, kidding. Still. They were as they were as good as any other five people at a production. Oh, though, yes, facility. no kidding. They're still. That's good. why all that worked. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah, of course. And Zach too. I mean, those guys. Did they knew it, work. but they yeah. were humble about they it. They were. They weren't jerks about it. No, ever. No egos, and so. Um, yeah, he, he goes, but look, uh, the deal is you have to finish college. When you're done with your time there, you have to finish college, and I'll pay for your last semester. That was generous. Like Gonzaga. And I'm like, you know, back then. It's I mean, not cheap. No, it isn't, even back then. And I'm like, deal. So I went and did my two year, year one yeah, year, eight months, seven days, you. you know, in the Tri Cities at that station. And then I get hired away. Dave Tanner leaves to North by Northwest and hires me there. And so I go to North by and, you know, I'm like, well, I'm not going to call Bob and ask him to pay for my school. And he no. calls me up. 
And I go, when I told him I was leaving, you know, I got this job, and I, I did tell him I was leaving. He goes, okay, well, you're going to finish college. I go, well, yeah, I'm going to finish college. He goes, well, I'm paying for it. He paid for it. That's something. Right? Yeah. That guy was... I always admired him. I mean, he, yeah. you know, he, he was this he, good negotiator, and he'd do he'd press you and stuff. Oh, but he, he was would. always great with me. I I really appreciated him. He yeah, was he smart, would come brilliant through. guy. Yeah, brilliant yeah. guy. He'd do what he said he was gonna do. Oh man, to take that little station that had no business even. I mean, at the time, right? It was so. It was a gutsy move, and he, he was able to he, surround himself with some. He found some great talent, and, and he got stuff done, and. NFL football shows up and he did great, you know. Yeah. But he was a risk taker. I, I always appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, he did. The Seattle trip, the other thing that was cool about that was you were like the old, coolest old guy I knew. Because you were you were like the first hipster that before there were these damn hipsters now. You know, oh, it's you were the first that. hipster. And so you're, you know, you're you know Seattle. Your wife's from Japan. First of all, how did you meet Joanne? Because I'll ask you about that, but she's this beautiful stunning woman and you were like <laughs> the coolest you. guy and i'm and you're like all right we're done we're done shooting our stuff let's go i'm like okay i'm just gonna follow this guy and you took us to into chinatown called, yeah. at that time chinatown now yeah. the international district and you we walk into the scariest <laughs> chinese restaurant in the world so dark every dude we walk in you know door opens up it's just dead quiet and there's 10 dudes with beards longer than that, all direct from China. I mean, these guys, it was like walking into yeah, it was real China Chinese 1800, food. you know, and they all just turn and look at us like, who are these greenhorns? And you're just like, come on, let's go. And you sit down and you're like, the, the scariest restaurants have the best food. <laughs> <laughs> and you're ordering and you're talking in, you oh, know, you're making in their hungry. language. And it was just, I was just like, my, I was like, this is incredible. I want to be that guy. Oh, someday you're too I want to nice. be the coolest guy. And you're, you're too nice. No, but it was the best meal I've ever had in my life. I feel ah. like outside of uh, Venice was better, but it yeah. was terrific. I would and love I was some just of like, that wow, right you now. just knew how to get shit done. <laughs> I mean, you know, you just knew your way. Oh, of course, that's kind of you. Yeah, but I, but but how did you meet Joanne? It's Joanne. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. Well, I got that right. She was working for a company that managed restaurants. And they had uh, about a half a dozen taco times, one downtown by the opera house called Casablanca. Oh, yeah. And then another one kind of by my old studio on Division Street called Rocking Horse. Oh, yeah. And she was the director of marketing and, and uh, advertising. And so she was doing a print ad for Rocking Horse, and... She had a designer. I don't know if you remember Bob Takeshita. Oh, I love Bob Takeshita. Yeah, he's In fact, dead, I met his. You know. I know I met his daughter not oh, long ago. Oh, she's so cool. She's fantastic. Amanda. And I was just like, uh, your Bob was. He was also the coolest. He dude. was. He was really way cool. Uber cool. Uber cool. Yeah. Bob Takeshita was yeah. a rock star. Man. I so love that guy. he was helping her with design work, and she said, "Well, how do I cast this thing? How do we find somebody to, to be the talent to look like they're bored with their." Box, their sack lunch, and he said, "Charlie, Charlie. you got to call Charlie." <laughs> he looks bored with anything. So she she called me and said, "Would you come and do this thing?" And so I did, and I fell in love with her like at the shoot. Oh yeah. And so I wrote on the invoice. It was fifty bucks I got for that job, fifty bucks, and I wrote on the invoice, "P.S. Will you marry me?" 
and I mailed it to her. And once I dropped it in the mailbox, I felt like Kramer on like, oh, what Seinfeld. I, what did I know? do? I had to get it back out. What am I going to do? <laughs> I couldn't sleep for three days. So finally, back when that's how you communicated. Yes. Yeah. It was right. A carbon, it wasn't some instant no, thing on a phone. No, no. Or it was a carbon copy of a from slide right book. Right. <laughs> exactly. Or whatever. I don't even know. And so. Um, Swipe. I called Swipe. her and I said, look, you're about to get an, a very embarrassing invoice from me. And she goes, why? What? And I explained to her. And I said, well, would you just at least have a drink with me? And so we went out and ended up getting married in pretty short order. Wow. And uh, it's worked out. It's almost 40 years. Is that right? Yeah. We're getting old, you know that. <laughs> we, yeah, you are. I am. <laughs> 72 last You're 72? Week. Yeah. Dude, you're the coolest 72-year-old oh, in the world. Man. Seriously, are you 72? Yeah, you last not, week. Man. How come you seem younger than me? Oh, that's not true. <laughs> you got big energy. Keep it. Keep it. You come from an energy family. Oh, man. Yeah, I do. You do. You I guys have energy family. in your we genes. We got a big family. Yeah. Big, yeah. Well, my son works for me now. And my daughter helps out. So that's really that's That so was his cool. idea with this podcast. was all his idea. He's the smartest. Oh, you know, yeah. Those guys I learned brilliant. so much from my daughter. Oh, my God. She's just amazing. So how, how's your daughter? She's 25. She went to GU, majored in applied math, went to grad school in Oregon, and then applied for one job and got it. She's a, she is actually a rocket scientist at Blue Origin. No way. Yeah, she is. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and it's all secret. Wow. She can't even tell me it's what she's doing. It's all from her mom. Yeah. For that, sure. That, Every drop that chemistry degree that you well, Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and she's just eating it up. Wow. The pay is great. Wow, because my son's 27, it. so they're about the same vibe, yeah. same generation. That's an amazing group of people, by it the way. It is. That, that yeah. under I hear people cur- talk about they, people in that age group, uh, and they say they're lazy, and they what think What are they talking about? Uh, my kid is no, my, not, not lazy. No, not at all. Nobody here, all the, everybody here is under 30. Mostly, yeah, they're all she amazing. She doesn't need anything Dude, I don't. Me. I think that's... A bunch of crap. I do too. They're just they're, say where where are you? What kids are you hard. looking at? No, and they're just yeah. they're they're. Well, Gonzaga yeah, is was a good college for her. It really was. She learned so it's much, a great and not just about academics, but about humanity. Um, it was just really the best place for her to be. My wife works at GU. Oh, she does. So okay. we got free tuition, what which she, also helped. What did she? What does she do there? She's been there thirty years as student publications director. Oh, is that right? So they put out the newspaper every week. Oh yeah, the bulletin, the yearbook, and okay. other literary wow. publications. I did stuff. not know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, she's been there so forever. Cool. It's a great cool. place. Yeah, for they're sure. so good to her and us. Yeah. I mean, it's like we're family. A, it is family. Oh. Dale Goodwin, all those guys, oh, right? It's just the best. Pete Tormey, all those yeah. guys. They're just and they're still around doing cool stuff. There's so many cool parties. There's so that many we go good to people and, there. Yeah, I know. And I'm the really food's like, always real good. <laughs> it, is. it is. There's drinks. And, Since that yeah. basketball team has gotten even better, oh, Charlie. Let's be honest. Man, those guys. <laughs> Did you see today's paper? There's a lot of stuff about the the team. Oh. Uh, new, new they got guys a new player. Come, yeah. Oh, they got that new guy from Kansas. Stole him from Kansas. Right. 
We're going to have to go to a game. I have season tickets. You want to go this year? I would love to. All right, let's go. We're going to go She to gets tickets, but they're you... way up in the nosebleed. <laughs> well, mine aren't that great, but they're you know, they're fine. Yeah, like it's it. good. GU team is just great. It's fun We're not really them. that into sports, but we are into GU Well, it's sports. not sports. I always say right. Gonzaga basketball, is, it's not. It's like an event. It's a different You're game. right. It's different. It's you don't really sports. have a choice. It's, sort it's of a like, culture. It's, it's like a culture. It's a TV series that every week you get to. Especially if you grew up here. Do you ever see that show on cable called uh, Ted Lasso? Oh my gosh, yeah! I love Isn't it. it cool? It's fantastic. <laughs> you liked it. It's hilarious. It's phenomenally written. Oh, the characters God. are great. The characters are the characters beyond are great. great. Why can't network TV come up with stuff like that? Because network TV is not what it used to be. They man. just are stuck in the past. I don't know. I don't even. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, no. That Ted Lasso. Well, show. because because he drops the f the f bomb gets dropped about seven thousand times in that yeah, show. Yeah, it does. And and it's yet it's the most positive happy show. You learn on values the, from on the it. air. Yes. Right. You know what I mean. You learn how like to take hide, care of family and friends. Behind the F word. Oh, they're they, they are just the characters. I love them. That's Coach. Great. What's yeah? Oh my gosh. What What's your favorite part of Japan as you look back? What oh, a, what a wow. teacher. Um. Well, organization and cleanliness. <laughs> just that it's. So put together and so neat and so everything so compact, impeccable. There's an impeccableness. There. Yeah, yeah. That, it's what culture. happens when people can cooperate. Yeah, and yeah. they have to. Yeah, because it's so small and yes. there's so many people. Oh, it's nuts. Yeah, <laughs> I love Japan. I love it. I, so you, you've had beyond the art you make, which is how would you describe it? You mean the fine art, the like fine the gallery art. stuff? Well, it's, painting really is my my wheelhouse. And when when I need a boost in just my life in general, I know it's time to paint. And it may not mean I'm going to sell a painting. It just means that's the fuel for... For what you need right this, now to be right. inspired by that. Because you sent me some pictures. I asked you to send me some pictures. Yeah. Stop, because it's... Well, I didn't take very long. How do you explain Charlie Two without seeing stuff? And I, you know, I'm going to just show you a couple because we'll cut away to them. I'm hoping here, but one that I just was like, "What the hell is going on there?" Uh, Good. That's what I like to elicit. That. Hey, did I not say? Did I not save that one? This one. Holy! What is? What is this? <laughs> that is at the. You're, at the. You're, you're in a just for those who are listening. You're in a bed. That's at the top of the. Hotel. What's the name of that hotel? Oh, the Rip Path. No, no. Yeah, but it's right by where my brother-in-law used to have the clock shop there. What's it called now? The where? What's down the... about Third and Arthur or Sherman? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- oh, oh, it's like right, right by the by, by the convention center there. Yeah, I can't <clears throat> remember the name of the hotel. But that's the top floor, and it's like the ballroom and all the lights. So there's like all this equipment, yeah. and you're in bed. What well, is going on? I got like asked a- by the president of an outfit called <laughs> the Entrepreneurs of America Spokane Chapter or something. Wow. And he said, I want you to give, come and give a talk to our annual meeting um, about um, creativity and how you turn it into a living. 
And so I thought, well, you asked for it. <laughs> Do you know who so you're So I asking? brought, I mean, that's a bed I'm in. So that day, I'm bringing an old stained mattress up the elevator of that, of that place. And, and all this equipment, and it was all run by that little dashboard I have in the bed, switches and stuff. Was this the Shiloh in? Yeah, well, it's, it then, might be called Shiloh. It's still there. Yeah, but it was pretty swanky back then. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I, I oh, it was, it was fancy. Yeah. And so um, the whole thing was based on I, I, I made like that when it was time to do the show that I had overslept and I didn't show up, but I'm there doing that. And, I, and I, so I had a script and I had the guy who hired me, Steve Blewett from Washington Water Power, because I did a lot of design for them at the time. And, and I had him read these scripts and one of them was, Hey Charlie, it's seven o'clock and everybody's here and, and we're we don't see any Charlie. Where what's the deal? And then it would just go to it hang up, you know. And so I had all that choreographed and put together so that playing on the voicemail or whatever. Yeah, and I'm sleeping and I can't wake up and the bed is mounted on two <laughs> exercise machines. And then when I'd go back to sleep, then that would show my portfolio. I had a six screen slideshow. And fog machines and all kinds God. of crap. I mean, I would Eclectic never do stuff. that now. It was too much. It was. It would take me a month to set that Stressful. up. Stressful. Oh, but it must have been awesome. Oh, it was good. Yeah, the the audience was just going like, "What? What? Who yeah. is this guy?" And he, they remembered it. That's for darn sure. Wow. Hey, so I don't forget. There's something that you got to know. And this is the first time that this is being. It, it isn't a secret. But I've never told any media or press that there is a company that's contacted me in L.A. called VMI Worldwide. And if you look at their website, I mean, they make movies, real movies, shot on film, dozens of them. They just finished one with um, Jean-Claude Van Damme, and they're like, they make real movies, and <laughs> they're successful. And they're doing a documentary on me, my art, and what? my cat. You're yes. kidding. Yeah. I had no idea about this. Yeah. This is the first we get to announce it. It's called, yes. This is called, an exclusive for the it, MIP it podcast. Is. It is. And it's <laughs> called, the name of it right now, the working title is Keyboard Cat, The Anatomy of a Meme. <laughs> and it starts with me in my childhood and G-Prep and no art and wow. hacks. Everything we've been talking about. Incredible. And then how it all started how happening. How did they find you? Um, it's, it, it is just as weird as anything. The guy that owns the company, his aunt is a friend of my wife's. Welcome to the Spokane. Yeah. No kidding. The world. Yeah. And so they're up here and I've, I've spent the last two months plus just getting ready for this, putting together all the B-roll all the stuff you've had. Oh, the, from my whole life, my childhood, even the eight wow. millimeter film, everything. Wow. How and, great! And then lining up interviews with my wife, my kid, the cat's veterinarian. They didn't want to talk to me about our trip to Seattle. The Tim right. Lafayette well, and Seattle the, Mariners Kids Club is 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 in it. They said, "What about you know?" Oh, it all should that be. Stuff. So I sent them a dozen oh, kids. Good, you club had some spots. footage. Oh, I got one, them all. One inch tape. Three quarter. Three quarter. <laughs> 
had a baby. But it's all right. <laughs> it's fine. And all the It'll historical be cool. stuff. The older okay. it looks for that, the better. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. No, three quarter. And oh, so yeah. there's only one three quarter inch machine in this town, you know. I believe it. You know who owns it? Uh-uh. Dan Mortimer. Really? I think so. I'm not surprised. I thought Jim, my brother, might, but he's. I like, had no, a few Umatic. <laughs> Yes. And I, I got rid of all that Three, stuff. Four. Nobody knows what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> no, really, we're talking to an empty audience. Yeah. Um, they're here. They're here August, now? No, no, they're here August 23rd through 29th. How cool. Shooting all kinds of locations wow. and people and Oh, my schedules. gosh, that is and great. The last night of the thing... We're staging like I'm having a big art show, but it's not a real art show. We're just making, faking one at Colva Sullivan Gallery. I don't know if you know where oh, that yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's going to be like, well, we like did just get like a killer gig. It's like put Keyboard Cat like on the map. We what is Keyboard Cat? Keyboard Cat is my famous cat that... That went viral. I don't... So tell me. Is this I, the thing about the toy? The cat toy? Yeah. Well, finish your story. So they're coming well, on the 23rd. All the same. They're coming to film that. Right. And and then the last night is this big art opening with all kinds of stuff. What I've heard is that the mayor is going to be there and give us an honorary... The key to the city. Meme, officials meme of Spokane City. So when is this? Status. That's the 29th. I want to go. Oh, you have to go. Oh, good. Okay, I get yeah. to go. And there'll be a oh crew God. there. They're bringing two cameras oh, and fantastic. lighting and sound guys and all that. Great. Um, and it, it, the documentary. Well, I really shouldn't explain that. That, that how it really unfolds. But we yeah, we, don't give it away. Uh, we got a real, um, incredible job for the cat. I mean, he's made good money all along. I okay, mean, wait, wait. So you have a cat. Yeah, I have so a what, cat. What and in, in, in 1984, <laughs> I was unemployed and I had a camera, well, the only public-owned video camera in Spokane. Everything else was owned by TV stations. Is that right? Yeah. Me and some friends bought it and we were going to go into business. And well, they, you were going to make a movie or something. Remember yeah, that? they got tired of it and... and uh, uh, they got bailed out, and I got stuck with the camera. So I didn't have any money or anything, but I did have a camera. So I just started making weird videos, because I could. Yeah, and, and you're Charlie. I did this and, one in yeah. 84 of my cat playing the piano. I think I do now remember this. It's blue. And yeah, while we're doing this, you should just Google keyboard cat and just go to... Just keyboard cat. I'm gonna, He's got a Wikipedia page of, totally a mile long. This. All right, I'm doing a keyboard cat. Yeah. And so... It's um, YouTube. What's that? YouTube or is it just... Anywhere. Google? Wow. Just on the World Wide Web or, you know. Wow. And nothing happened with it for years. Oh and God. then... And then... It... I... This? Well, that's one of them. Oh, my. But if you go, if you just Google keyboard cat and just yeah, well, you know, there's an ad and go to I- I- images on keyboard cat. Keyboard cat images, okay. Yeah, wow. And so, nothing happened for a long time. Just it was a fun <laughs> video, and 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 then, um, my kid was born, and I wanted to show her. Finally, she got to be one or two, and I wanted to show her some of my old funny videos, 
and the, the tapes were breaking up because they were so old. Right. So I stopped everything I was doing and spent money I didn't have buying a computer and oh, a bunch of gear. Oh, my God. And I digitized all of my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he's got over a total, over a billion hits. This is, this is, this is money now, dude. Oh, it is definitely money. It's been money. Yeah. He's made, <laughs> or he's made well over a million dollars for us. You're kidding me. No. <laughs> That's so and we, and I love we, it so much. And we, so it, then it just went. went and it so went then, ridiculous, didn't it? Yeah, because in 84, there was no internet or YouTube no. or anything. So then when it does, when, that, when so YouTube then shows when up, I, then when you're, I one digitized the early, them, yes. you're one of the early YouTube stars. When I digitized oh. all this stuff, a friend of mine said, you should put these on YouTube. And I didn't even know what it was. And now I have almost 500 <sighs> videos on my channel. And it was the second one that I put up, and that was in 07. And then in 09, it went like cuckoo bonkers viral. Um, wow. I mean, it was on Wolf Blitzer's show all <laughs> within a that. few days. Um, uh, Ashton Kutcher named it the best video of all time <laughs> on Twitter. Which, of course, So it, it just started going nuts, and we just started getting work, like, left and right all over wow. the world. We've done commercials. You name it. I oh, mean, my we've gosh. Done we've done commercials. It was just he was in the recent Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. What? A recent one was Sam Jackson. I'm so sorry. I don't even know this. Oh, I love that I don't know this, actually. Well, you, you should read the Wikipedia. <laughs> it's really impressive. And so... Oh, my God. It just went nuts and started making money. So the next thing you know, um, I get a manager and a lawyer in L.A., and we're just, like, turning deals like crazy. Of course. You better and be. We just... We did commercials here for Wonderful Pistachios... Uh, Starburst Candy, oh Starburst Candy in China. Keyboard Cat is a video-based internet meme. Its original form was a video made in 1984 by Charlie Schmidt of his cat, Fatso, seemingly playing a musical keyboard, through manip though manipulated by Charlie Schmidt off-camera. Of course you manipulated this. No, no. To a cheery tune. Wow. With, with, while Schmidt has, had uploaded the video himself to YouTube in 2007, Wow. This is crazy. And then so, How so, fun. A, a whole bunch of people stole it then because at that time oh. people thought if it's on the internet, it's free. Oh. So, so you have to crack down on that. So, we so really that's been did. a lot of work. Oh, it was, but that was where we made the most money. I bet. I mean, Fox News, Fox Sports, MGM. Because they all used it illegally. Oh, wow. Burger King. Wow. You name it. Wow. Um, so, so when I look at that, I think here's a guy uh, out of work. Yeah. Buys, does something he. With my cat. Completely counterintuitive. Right. Just because you're creative. Well, and it was I, fun I to do, and it's who you it. were. I was bored, and it made me happy to right. have that. And there was no client in no. Spokane for a cat playing the piano. There still isn't. No, there's no client. No, there's not. Mm -mm. So, but, but what does that say about. Creativity and the monetization of it and people trying to chase these things think, that aren't really going to be chaseable. I've written three books. If you Google keyboard cat books, you'll see them. <laughs> um, people ask me, how do you do this? Because they think, we got this guy here and you know we can figure out how you do this. Oh, yeah, everybody thinks you can, you, can, you can duplicate that. You can't do it on purpose. <clears throat> and it's like the lottery. 
how do you win? You buy a ticket. Right. No buy, no win. Right. And you buy, you still might not win. But you so, also did something that was so you. Right. For you. So, yes, good And you point. didn't really care. That's the other the ingredient outcome. is be yourself inimitably full blast every day. All the time, which you are and then what beautifully happens, doing today, by the way. Thank you. And then what happens, <laughs> happens. You know, what you get is right. what you're supposed to get. Right. And so what? So, in recently um, we got our biggest deal of all YouTube and Google um, bought the rights to the the clip and they just downloaded it from YouTube they don't I don't have to deliver anything they just take it's it. all there and and it was in a spot for them in the Super Bowl this year and it was this last spot before kickoff oh my god and I'm not supposed to say how much but it was multiples of hundreds of thousands of bucks wow yeah wow i'll edit that out if you want me to no i don't care (laughs) no i don't care well good for you so i have a car i bought a new car well you should have bought in 10 yeah yeah Um, what's your car it's a acura nice xdm or mdx or something because because what i remember also is you've always been doing these kind of i would say it's performance art sort of yeah, you know it is like that's a that's a that's not fine art. That's not drawing. That's not that it's is a scheming, it's, cool it's, idea that's just funny. Yeah, it's like and drama. You know, sort and a of. lot of the stuff like that performance that you did, where they asked you to talk about creativity, it has it's always prop driven somehow. Right, a keyboard or a wacky TV, that poster of you, something or one side of you right. that was not photoshopped. Well put. That right. fo- that photo. Of you, which I we had hanging in our office at KYU. I always just stare at it. Still, it's in the is documentary. You completely in half. One is accountant guy, and the other one is. I shaved cr- half of my head. You for shaved that. half your head. That is a that is not Photoshop. That's actually right. a who, set. Who would do that? You would do that. That's it why I think you're the crazy. coolest guy ever. Like you and are was, the most it interesting. It felt guy. so good to be shaving my head, just half of <laughs> I it. I remember. I think. Oh, where I did you thought, shoot that? And my garage. I, yeah, so your garage. I was. I wish I could take people to that. We'll, they'll get to watch the documentary and see this. Yeah. But but is really your. You call it your garage, but it is your art. Well, now I have a studio. You have actual, a studio. Yeah, Good. Yeah, well, you yeah. should. But, but forever. Just but I remember there. the garage back in the day. I remember going over there just you know like 30, 20 years ago when I was yeah. just a kid going, what the hell. Charlie's got the wildest like it was a studio really. I don't but know it was just what junk and stuff and tinkering and. Right? I don't know where it came from because my dad was a truck driver, and my mom was a beautician. She fixed people's hair, and so back I don't when you know. got your hair fixed, yeah, that part is right. Done. That my mom got, would go get her hair fixed. I don't know how, where this other stuff comes from. I really have no idea. It's None. just well, but whatever. You've been able to be smart enough and be able to understand. Like I think my son has that this ability to kind of, uh, and maybe I guess I do too. But the, the ability to sort of see an idea and and find a way to monetize it quite honestly right exactly right? figure out like oh there's something here like this whole podcast thing kind of can get monetized it's well, turned into this really great platform and i just sort of followed that you know what he i mean we did it really because i wanted to see how to 
how to advertise digitally in some new ways that were new platforms. And I didn't want to try it out on a client and screw up. I wanted to do it on my own. And it's turned into this great place where everybody wants to be on it and stuff. You know, and he saw that. I didn't see that. See, what you paid attention to. Well, I I trusted him. And I was just like, he's got that look in his eye and he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, I guess. But... Um, but you know, you you have had that knack. David Lynch, who I really respect, yeah, wait, who spent some time in Spokane. Yes. Did you know him? No. Okay. A friend of mine did a lot of work for him. He he said that when you when you get this little idea flies in, and you it's not going to be when you're at a seminar or when you're in the think tank or when you're trying to get an idea. No. It's going to be. When you're in the shower. You're pulling up something out of the fridge at 2 a.m. Right, or weeding the garden or whatever. Right. And when, it, when it's there and it has that, like the look on your son's eye, when you see that, it's not going to be there very long. So you need to make note of it. Remember yes, it. always. I always write stuff down. And then take action on it. Yes. And almost be obsessive about that That's action. That's right. So obsess on something that seemed like the littlest, stupidest thing <laughs> But it had a certain, you caught a glimpse of something. Yes, you felt it. And you, you felt knew. it with a part of you, you that there knew. aren't words for. Yeah, I can tell. We both have that. Yeah, just know. for sure. You know, you know that, that great book, Blink. You ever read that of Blink? Of course. You know in a blink, right? Right. You, those, you know, there's a great section on that I've talked about on the podcast. But there's, a, you know, these, somebody faked a painting, famous painting. Like, oh, we found the new Da Vinci or whatever. And, and all the, you know, scientific gear said it was legit. But the art, old art dudes that knew that forever, right? Right. Looked at it and went, mm, something's wrong. They didn't exactly. know what, but they knew in a blink it wasn't right. And, yes. And then, you know, they sold the painting, and then they fig- they finally years later go, oh wait, it was a fake, and they could figure it out. That, yes. You know in a blink, right? What you're what you're saying is is so true. That, it's that kernel that you, of inspiration. You got to be able to get, if you're gonna oh, the glimpse doesn't last long. And you got to catch it, and then do something with it. That's exactly right. If you think that it needs to be there repeatedly and and vehemently and in your face all the time Trust in order it. for you to to take action on it, then you're just beating a dead horse. Right. Right. There's everybody and the else joy is goes doing out. that. that the, there's no goes. joy there. That's right. And it's not yours, so why doing it? That's right. Yeah, yeah you're trying to. You're, you can't copy anything. It is good to connect anything. with you on that. Yeah, level. no, it's true. And the the um, the other thing I remember was you did this bit with the, with your nose. Yeah. Oh my God. That worked out pretty good. So you ended up on the Tonight Show at least, and three probably times. three times. Yeah, with the nose gig. So you would do this. You want to know how, how weird this? that ha- that was? <laughs> A friend of mine. They're they're gonna they're gonna use that all over that documentary. He's not for sure. He's not married anymore. But when he was back in the day, he bought a camera and a and an editing deck. When and it was pissed his wife off really bad, <laughs> and so. He asked me, will you come to my house and make videos once in a while? And then Kathy will, because she liked me, he said, then she'll think that the camera's okay. I said, great. (laughs) So I went over there. That's such a weird logical run. Yeah. But okay. You said yes to life. (laughs) I said yes to life. I could get my hands on a camera, and someone was expecting something, and I didn't know. It was like someone was expecting something good from me and I thought well that that's rare that's rare it is it is that's right it was then and so oh my god um we 
the very first session, one of the things we did was that the song Love Boat and my nose thing. And brilliant and and then so just to describe this for people who are listening well, I, 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 you get a piece of plexiglass right and I can and I don't move me I just move the plex and it makes my nose and, and go. the gift of the the greatest gift of your life was this thing. I have a flexible nose and I'm a drummer so I could keep you know I had some sense of rhythm yeah exactly and yeah, so you're, you're Ringo I indeed <laughs> so we made this thing and then the KXLY had what they called the KXLY Funny Video Contest, and it was on the Noon Show. That <laughs> the Noon Show, right? It was such a <laughs> boring, show. horrible yeah, thing. It was a horrible show. And and the so noon show. I thought I'm, so I'm going right to right up there with Dialing for Dollars. You remember enter, that? Oh yes, Dialing for Dollars. Got to got to enter the Noon Show Funny Video Contest, and I thought got it. I'll win with this nose thing. Yeah. You know, I got it made. So I entered and I won. And I got to be on the noon show, and I have the the show, and it's <laughs> you got the video. Oh yeah, dude! You're, see, that's oh, what, those pathetic. documentary guys are loving you because you. I have shit. saved everything. See, that's the key. I know. And so we're, we're on there, and 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 I gave her a hostess fruit pie because she was the hostess of the show, and and they said for 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 winning, I got to be on the show. I also got ten free video rentals. At a store in Coeur d'Alene. <laughs> like you're gonna drive there and get it, and then you gotta go back to bring it a back. A local store right. in Coeur d'Alene. So I, I figured, forget that. And she said, and we'll send video your video. Unlimited. We'll send your video to a Hollywood producer. And I said, I'm quitting my job today. When I get out of the KXOY studio, I'm going home and quitting my job. Well, I didn't have a job to quit. <laughs> but it, it got a laugh. <laughs> And like three days later, I get a call from this Hollywood producer, Bob Booker, and he's for real. No way. Yeah. And See, he you says, get these cra- you've had this charm thing, man. Wait, wait till you hear the end of this. <laughs> and he says, okay, um, I'll, I want to bring you and your wife down and be on this ABC late night pilot and, uh, called the Noel Edmonds Show. And uh, so he flew us down there, and I paid. He paid us a couple thousand bucks, which I thought was that's great, man. Was, Whatever geez, year that was, that was two. That was two months' pay for me. This is in the nineties or something. Yeah, yeah, eighties, nineties, early nineties, late eighties. <clears throat> and so um, I went, and I was on this show, and it was great. It aired, and I, Joanne, and I just thought, well, we've we've won. You know, life. We're, right. That's the coolest. Right. Like, like when I made the movie The Basket. Right. We we got to make this movie, and we we won Movie Guide's Family Movie of the Year. And so, I didn't make. We didn't make any of that in L.A. We did it all here. Right. I got to go to L.A. I mean, I'd worked there before on other stuff, and I have filmed there. But I went down. We just went in, got on the limo, went, got walked got, in, got, did walked your in, thing, won the thing, red carpet, had a great dinner, went to you know. You proved what kind of what, what and then this, came home. The documentary <laughs> is kind of about part. you can do this from anywhere. You can do even this from Spokane. anywhere. Yeah, even in the nineteen eighties. So hundred percent. So then, like six months later, you I and I have both done it from here. Indeed, yeah. still doing it. Yeah, still. In, in about six months later, I get a call from a guy in London saying I was on the crew that shot that show you were on in with your nose in Los Angeles. <laughs> And we want to bring you out to London to be on a show. I out think here. I remember this. And I remember you going to the, London, and I was like, "What is Charlie going to I London?" I can't for? remember the name of the show. 
But it was like a, it was like a talk show. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like the Tonight like Show, like the Graham whatever show. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we went and did it, and it really went over. It was great. And then the Brits would love that gag. Oh, it was great. And then and then when it aired, which was like a month later. Very Benny Hill. Very Benny Hill. Very Benny Hill. (laughs) My fax machine was just going all night. I could hear it, and I thought, boy, I'm going to have to buy a new roll of paper. Something's screwed up. When I got up in the morning, it was job offers from ad agencies in London saying, we saw your thing on the thing, and we want you to do commercials for us. Wow. And so I ended up getting a commercial deal for uh, candy bars called Dime Bars. And I, and they flew us to London. We did that sixty grand for a day. Dude, so now I'm this, and this is now not, this is late eighties, baby. Right, two is not seeming like that much anymore. No, it's well, it isn't. And so then here's the punchline. This is the part I was telling you. You got to wait for. Shortly after that, I was still doing graphics, and I still do graphics for money for anybody. Yeah. Um, KXOY had me come in and do something for their weather map, or so. I don't remember what it was. And they said, did you ever know about the real deal about the funny video contest? And I said, no. And they said, you were the only entry. (laughs) (laughs) Why am I not surprised? Do you believe that? You were the only entry. Wow. And I didn't find it out for years. That's beautiful. That's even more beautiful. And then the nose thing went, I got an agent in L.A. (laughs) And then I've traveled. I've been to Europe like 23 times for that act. Are you kidding me? Uh Uh-uh. And uh, South America, I've been to Buenos Aires twice, oh Chile, my God. Mexico City. And then Tonight Show. Tonight Show. Um, twice? Bun- bunches of times in Japan. And all because I entered a contest the... that no one else entered. <laughs> <laughs> See, that that is this, this sort of beautiful life. It right? is. It is. Because I actually, me... before you got here, I wrote a couple of questions down. Um, how, that you've built a career on not taking life too seriously. Yeah. And I didn't even realize how if big I did, it's been. I wouldn't live here. I would have had to move. You would have had to move. Yeah. yeah and th- I mean, I had no idea all this has happened. Well, one of the 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 theme part part of the theme of the documentary is that what happens when a guy like me stays in a place like this? Yeah. And I'm going to be able to say to the interviewer on camera one of the things that happens is you get somebody from L.A. to come out here and make a documentary about you. <laughs> That's Be- true. Because in L.A. or anywhere else, you're just a dime a dozen, right? Yeah. I, I've always felt like that, too. Like, just be here. Yeah. You know, I, was, I don't. Call right. me whatever you want. Call me a big fish in a small pond. Me, too. I, I do not care. I don't either. I like but, but being not inundated with mainstream material. It's true. So I'm not trying to compete right. with well, everybody. So here's a question. I've, I've had this. I've offered the, this to several people. Jess Walter, the author, who's, oh, yeah. was my next-door neighbor for oh, eight Oh, really? Eight Say years. hi to Jess. I know Yeah, him. he's great. Anyway, he, he coined the, he told He and I talked about this years ago. And he said, there's something about Spokane. You know, you got Jess is one. I think he's won the National Book Award. Oh, he has done it. He's probably the best novelist in America. Indeed. Right now. Really. And for uh, sure. Tim Egan. Yep. You know, Pulitzer Prize winner, New York Times. Phenomenal dude, right? You got Sherman Alexie's done incredible stuff. Julia Sweeney's from here. I mean, there's a bunch of people that have done 
big time stuff that all came from the same Spokane right. kind of that's, values. That's part of the documentary too, is things that have come from. Because I've had right, and so he he sort of said this one day. He said, I, "He said we're you know there's something about the fact that we we don't. I think the way he put it was we're not obsessed with Spokane is a place where you're close enough to the West Coast." Where you're, we're comfortable in these cities. No big deal going to Seattle or LA. We feel really good there. In fact, right. In fact, they like us there. We, you know, we're, we're refreshing somehow. We're right. a little we're bit like the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, we're a little bit, but we're cool enough to understand the Ed and talking right. language. You're and right. Have a you're right. We're not that dumb. We're not intimidated by it at all. We're not that dumb. We just Iowa. Can play dumb. Right. We're not Iowa. We're not the flyover states necessarily, <laughs> but we understand them better than <laughs> we understand Iowa. them better than anybody in LA does. Yes. Because people in LA are obsessed with. How did this per screen average do in that movie? Or well, D, or DC? They're just talking about they're politics. They're so immersed York, in their act that they they, they can't don't even know what America is. Stand back. So to we see have it. a sense of what America is, but the confidence enough to explain it, right? And the talent enough to explain it. Yeah, you're is right. Is there That's something good. about? Is That's that right? Good. I'm going to remember that. That's good. And I, you know, yeah, I, and I feel like that. Like yeah. I'd rather be. I've never wanted to go to LA. Oh, God. I mean, I've gone to work there. I've worked there. Dozen times. Oh, it drives me But I want to come nuts. home. You know, like me this is too. This is way better stuff. I want to come here, home. Right? This is America. When we I go to it. New York and I have uh, um, several occasions for gigs, at first it feels like the hot tub. You get in and you go, I am never getting out of this. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. And then after yeah. a little while you go, well, it's, it's good, but. You know, I'm kind of, I kind of too far from there. the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> well, then the finally the you go. If I don't get out of here, I'm gonna die. Yeah, yeah, too much humidity. Yeah, I don't know. I just I'll need to get out of here. Put me on the wing. Oh yeah. I don't care no. if I have a seat. Just, I'll, <laughs> just fly me home. Could not live there. Oh no. Well, did Dave Zachariah and I talked about this because yeah, he, you know, he went and became this big shot too. Oh yeah, Mr. I mean, L.A. Mr. L.A. Two-time Emmy winner did amazing stuff, but he's like, you know, always in the back of my mind. I see what you've done and Dave Tanner's done and you've done and Jim's done. And I always thought, could I have made it here if I'd stayed? And I'm like, absolutely you would have. For sure. He 100% would have. He but, already but had. He, he didn't know. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. He, he he bought into it. He bought into it, and I don't think he regrets a second of it. He shouldn't. He's done amazing. No. I, oh, we didn't God. get to do the cool stuff he got to do, but I'm the WB. super happy being in WB, man. Third guy in charge. Like, he did some stuff. So, you know, the fact that you, we get to be here and, and make a living at all is amazing. You've, you've well, hit it out of the park, my man. Well, he he would, and still does, sends me... He watches. He he knows what I'm doing. <laughs> he'll and watch he, this thing right he'll now. Send, he'll send you know just a comment once in a while on on uh, Facebook, or social something. media, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. He'll just go, yeah, good one. That yeah, was good yeah, one. yeah. Well, yeah, because he knows how good he knows. Yeah, we he connected here. Good. He was cool. Oh, he was cool. Yeah. Does yeah. he ever get married? Yeah, he got married. He's got a daughter. He lives in he lives in um, in New Mexico now. Alba- really? Albuquerque, outside Albuquerque. God, I'd like to yeah, see. Yeah, because, you know, that's where everything's getting made now. Forget Is that right? LA. Oh, yeah, because there's a filming center there. So, every, like, Netflix Studios headquarters are in, in Albuquerque. Wow. Not LA. Well, all this writer strike and oh, everything. I know. Actor strike, too. Yeah. I mean, can you do stuff? Or you you probably, I don't have to answer oh, yeah. that. But well, I, I sometimes had to be if sad. I'm in a movie, they, they hook me up with it. Sure, sure. But, but, uh, but no, I'm, I just do whatever I want. I'm what do you love climbing. the most about your life, then? That there's no demands. That it's just that I, I, I can do whatever I want. There's never really been. 
Well, that's a good point. Yeah, you're right. Even when you didn't have money. Yeah. There wasn't. You're right. Because you made it so. Yeah, that's a good one. What what is it? Well, one thing that I really like is noticing other people who are having their moment and mm. helping them along. Oh, that's nice. Just with even just with a couple of words, just like when when George Lazner said, "What do you think?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Be, you I be love, the inspiration. I man. love to be Me that too. guy. I do too. Yeah, yeah. We've got and some, it works. We got some I've, amazing people here, and I'm you know. I mean, you know, I'm 56 now and, and, and having, but you know, everybody's under 30 almost pretty much got a couple of people that are older, but I, you know, I love it. When I, you get that glimpse I love, in them. I love seeing that and going, along. Hey, and yo, oh, yeah. Or, or yeah, we've, you we've, get it back instantly. Yeah. The talent these guys got and what they're going to end up. Yeah. I can You're see You're the it. right guy to be I in your, see your position. Yeah. I think, Oh, good. Thank you. I appreciate Not that. All, yeah, that doesn't always we happen. We an intern here. I'm hoping she can be on this. I've been trying to bug her forever. Her name's Kelsey Cook. She's been on the Tonight Show twice. Phenomenal stand-up comedian right now. Just really? stunning and funny and brilliant, and she's built a huge career. I mean, she is really like on the precipice of something bigger. But even if she doesn't, she's a really successful. Well, and she was an intern for me, and I told her. I said, I remember telling her this, and she did a she headlined a gig here maybe five years ago, and I and I when she was intern for me, I right when she left, I said, Kelsey, you're going to be a star. And she just went, What are you talking about? I go. I, I know what I'm talking about. Doesn't that feel You're going to be a star because I knew it and I, I knew that she would be and whatever, maybe that helped, but damned if she isn't now. Yeah. And that, that feels great. Not oh, because I called so it, great. but because she needed, you know, maybe it helped nudge it a little. Totally. And now she's just even subconsciously. Yeah. I mean, I can't even get her on my podcast. <laughs> I, really? And she shouldn't. <laughs> Too good for you now. Well, I mean, she's busy. She's a busy, you know, she's literally the busiest woman in show business. That's great. Honestly. So what's your philosophy of art? Mine? Well, just that I don't know the difference between regular life and art, but I do know that if, if, um, that if it's, if it's exciting, How did I used to say that? I don't know the difference between regular life and art. But I do know that if something is interesting and and motivating, that it's interesting. And so I don't know where you draw the line of what's if it's what's inside the frame or outside the frame. Who cares? When Warhol brought a can of soup from the A&P market to the Leo Castelli Gallery and made a million dollars... That line Everything is changed. Gone. Yeah, that line is gone. Yeah, well, and you've li- you've you've crossed it all the time. Thank you. I mean, all the mediums that you've had, and the and the stuff, and the gear, and the oddball vintage items that you'd snag and turn into something. I mean, <laughs> that's the stuff that I think is is when I think of you, I think of that. That that's I, that's pretty. It's accurate. props as much as it is for sure. Fine art. It's what it's whatever. <clears throat> it's all of it. It's whatever you want it to be. Um, that art is just being yourself. And if you're doing it full blast, it will be, then that's good. And if you're not full blast, then you should turn it up a little bit. Right. And I still get to make art in what I do. For sure. <clears throat> but there is this line of commerce and art that we both walk. Well, yeah. You mean, oh, if it's for money? Well, well yeah. And I really don't anymore, don't have to do that. No. I, ha- I won't. Right. 
and I don't think I ever probably did anyway. No, you. But, were, but you, I'm like, I gotta. This has to be a. There has to be a reason why I want to tell that story, or it's not going to be good. I'm just right. going to be shitty. That's right. Because I don't. I won't care. It that has to right. be a project that well, I actually care just about. Just being motivated by money is just is the kiss of death. Yeah. No. It's never. It, it's never. All the, the right things decision. that I, that I've done that have ended up making any money were were done we're, without the last thing I was thinking of was money. There it is. You know what I mean? You absolutely know what you Because when I did my nose and the cat, there was no <laughs> chance. I mean, no. there was just no chance. <laughs> the anybody noon show, baby. And I, you the, owe it all to the noon the show. The noon show. And that he said, did you know the real story on that? And I went, what? And he said, you were the only entry. And I just thought, what the hell? How perfect is that? Oh, my God. It's like something from Ted Lasso. It totally is. The whole thing is. Your whole life kind of is. It is. So what gives you the most joy, then? Well, my family, my kid, watching her learn and <clears throat> and then having the opportunity to learn from her. Yes, that's where oh, we're both getting. That's where I'm at right now. Oh, she's just something. My and kids are amazing. She's... I, I wish more parents were like us because all kids are amazing. They all are. people amazing. are. Yeah. It's never too early to start giving those nudges. Right. Well, and, and try, you know, trusting them. Like, did they know. Trusting them. They know. We try to beat it out of them, but they know. Yeah. Life is, is a tenuous <clears throat> thing. It doesn't last forever. And so part of enjoying that is the kids. I don't know what I would be doing if it wouldn't. Well, if it wasn't for her, I would have never digitized my videos. Right. For one thing. Right. Which are now turning into a documentary about your life. Who, I mean, it's who, the gets two to, things. who gets to have a documentary about their life? Like it's, you and Picasso, whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's the two things. Those two videos, the nose and the cat, have been my career, my, my claim to everything. And the only reason that they're not just some... War, uh, deoxidized tape somewhere in the bottom of a barrel is because I had a kid and I wanted to motivate her. I wanted her to see that's beautiful how how funny I could really be. <laughs> but it wasn't for for an agency or a TV no, show or something. No, it was it for my kid, right? Which is even better. And, and she dug it. Then right, I showed right. it to her. So there's, she a, fear, there's her sort of a fearlessness about all this. You've been pretty fearless, like to be. That guy in Japan, yeah, yeah. to be that guy in Spokane walking around making crazy weird stuff. Yeah, and not, it's and true. not crazy. But, and not but worry smart about, about criticism. It. Right. Not care. Yeah, I always love that and line. And not be embarrassed. It's one of my favorite lines is what are people what other people think of me is right. not my business. What are they gonna think? And it's I go, not my business. Well, no, that's right. It's not. That is so well it's put. True. What other people think about me is none, none of, of my business. business. It's not. That's re- that's profound. Yeah. I, I stole that, but it's I, I think about it a lot. Do you, oh, that's. Um, do you remember only the only a buck? Oh yeah. So what is? Were you part of that? Yeah. Oh my god. I was the star of it. Okay, that's right. Yeah, Jerry Cook. Oh, Jerry Cook. Okay. Yeah, he was the he put up the money. Right. And really, it was a movie. It, had, it was a movie. It was shot on film. You guys shot that on film. We shot a movie. I on remember film. only a buck. And I have, um, I have. Pitched it to uh, that. You have that. That's got to be in the documentary. Oh, absolutely, it has to be. Oh yeah, they're they're nuts about that. In fact, I was hoping <laughs> that amazing. the documentary guy 
would find some distribution for only a buck. Well, just wait. So I sent. I know. I know. <laughs> just wait, brother. It's it a world. It's a global market now. He's he is. T- he talked about. It. He said that scene. You're a where global you guys superstar. Pretended you had a drive-in movie and you're in the front yard. And he said that's good. And this is this is a big guy. Oh no, dude. I'm sure. It's you can see the whole movie if you go to. Uh, I have so many websites. There's one called. Only a buck, the movie, I think. Nice. And well, yeah, so it was a movie it. that you guys just made, and then it was only a buck because... Why was it called Only a Buck? Well, because finally in the end, we're parked it down in We're giving this LA. away. So this is, you know, for you big Only a Buck who are about to watch this show, turn yes. it off now. Right. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> that we're, It's the end of the movie, and we're shooting some scenes in Los Angeles, and we're parked in front of... The old studio of Jay Ward, who made Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh, right. And, um, Brilliant show. And I'm sitting there, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm out of money, and I'm out of film, and the camera's mounted on the hood of the car, and the car's just a fucking mess. <laughs> <laughs> the car's a it's mess. a podcast, Charlie. You can, say, you can swear like a sailor on that. That's right. <laughs> and, and I'm sitting on the hood of the car going, I don't know. And the cars, it's on Sunset Boulevard, and cars are going by, and, and Rocky and Bullwinkle, a statue, are back there just over my shoulder. I'm going, well, Rocky, I don't know what to say. I, I, I'm out of film. I'm out of money. We're out of time. I don't know what that deal. I said, in fact, I can't even remember what I said now, but it was something about, <laughs> I guess, if a, a movie that's this low budget... We could let people in for really cheap, like only a buck. And I go, yeah. <laughs> and then it freezes and the, and the credits start going. But your eyes too, man. You worked your eyes pretty well on a lot of that stuff, right? The face. Yeah. You've been able to, you, there are people who can, I have who can be able to, uh, your face well, has been free, phenomenal. You know? <laughs> it is. And I don't Yeah, but you know, how to, you, you know how to do it. And it was always Some with actors me. can't, man. Yeah, my that nose thing. I used to, um, and when I was in art school at Wazoo, we'd go and study in the library. Me and my roommate Carson, and at night, and I would put, I would be looking for something to do besides study chemistry, you know, because I was bored. Dude, yeah. So I could put my face down on the desk, <laughs> and bend my nose over and keep it there like for ten minutes. And then when I go up, it would just stay. I'm sure it would still do it. It would just stay, and I'd look around, and people would just go How nuts. How did you learn to do that? I don't know. It just had a boredom. Or pissing off one of the priests who's like, you're in trouble, you know, a nun. And that's how, and that's how I realized that I had a very flexible nose. <laughs> And, and then you're like, wait a minute, I can do this. Without it, I mean, I, I wouldn't have been able to do that routine. There's no way. And without that, I mean, it all, would, it's all connected, right? You could not unconnect Have you been to my website? Stuff. No. Oh, charlieschmidt.com. Yeah, you're, there's so much stuff there. <laughs> so much. But it's nothing compared to the documentary. I love that I didn't know any of this. Yeah. And we just sat down and... Right, right, <laughs> It's right, better right. than if I'd... You know, you're curious. Well, I just thought I knew, and I knew you were doing stuff, but I don't. I was curious. Yeah, yeah. I'm more curious. Better. <laughs> oh, the nose and the cat just have gone nuts, and That's I still so do rad. graphics for some people, but I don't really try to. No, every, you've never tried to do anything. It's all you've all allowed it to come yeah, your way. Yeah, yeah, you have let truth. go, right? And and the, with 
with um, with the the cat, we never pitch somebody. We don't we no. don't go to Google and say you should have us be in a commercial. Right, or a right. Super no, Bowl for it. Yeah, it, it wouldn't work. work. It wouldn't work anyway. It's got to be that there's somebody in a that, meeting that found it, who saw it, and exactly. fell in love with it, That's and, right. and sold it. That's right. And you go. And then, yeah. then you don't have to sell because no. they already bought it. There's no selling anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So you did. Is this happened to you? Is this had to have happened to you? But I've I had had this experience over the last maybe 20 years or so, where I'll have friends that are attorneys, or bankers or chemists. You know, the guys. Not that they weren't destined to do that, but that sort of got to this point in life where they went. Oh, I wish I was doing what you're. Doing. Oh yeah, you know, I can, get that. Can I, they, I got you know. Hey, I want to write a screenplay or. You know, how do I do what you do? And I'm like, I don't know. I just do what I do. Yeah. You know, I'm not you really having an answer. You better step on it. You're hurry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. hurry. This is a young man's game, kind of. Yeah. So, did, does that happen to you a bunch? Uh, not a bunch, but it does it, happen. And, and so, what do you? What hits you when that happens? Well, I feel flattered and grateful, um, right? And grateful that you right. took the road you took. Indeed. And occasionally, there will be somebody who is just insanely jealous. <laughs> <laughs> and I run into a guy funny. down at the in the I love that. that what's the steam plant? I was down there yeah. having lunch one day. Yeah, steam plant. And I was leaving and a guy walked up that I went to Gonzaga Prep with and he went, Charlie, how have you been doing? And he goes, You know, I've seen some of this stuff you've been doing because the no the cat wasn't anything yet, but the nose was and yeah. kids club and stuff. And he said, uh, this is what he said. He said, Do you do they ever pay you to do any of that? Do they? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, thought, they do. He is hoping that they don't. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. He's know hoping that mean. he could go home and tell his wife, "I ran into the guy we see on TV all the time, and he He's... doesn't make any money. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the chips, you know. I'm well, I made, the, the, I made the right at, choice. Yeah, I'm working the parts counter at Napa. But he really said that. I don't get that much, but I could tell he was just so jealous. And I don't I don't take pleasure in it. No. But I I was definitely it's more of a relief, isn't it? Are you gonna try my whiskey? I want some. Okay, let's do it. Can you wanna pour it? No, you pour it. Alright, I'll pour it. You gotta give me your glass though. I'm gonna have some too. So this is this is Amador whiskey that we pretend is a sponsor of this podcast. We have we one but thing I'm finding out. Just because it's funny, right? It's funny, but I do want your apps. I want your. So you have to do a taste test. Maybe. Oh my this pleasure! Is, this is you know you got to decide. There you go. Thank give, you. Give me your critique. My pleasure. You know. I know my booze. This, this is. Mm, it smells good. I mean, right. Is this local? No. Napa. The Amador Taste Test with Charlie Schmidt. It's good. It's got great flavor. It's damn good, isn't it? Yeah. You don't want to swallow it fast. No. No. Like some, some whiskey, you want to get rid of it and get the benefits. No, you savor this guy. No, I let it go and all it around burn my tongue. Or mm-hmm. anything. It's like honey, right? No, it's strong. Oh, yeah. It's real. They, they age it in, in oak wine barrels. It is kind of like honey. It's like honey, right? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, what a what a cool deal to connect with you just today on this. Well, I've been trying to get you to do this for a while, and I I I never look at my messages. What's Charlie doing? Charlie's not doing 
crap. On Facebook, crap. I just you're like never the busiest man in the world doing this stuff. It's I had no busy. idea. It's pretty busy. For the last three days, I've been working on my hot rod because they wanted to shoot some scenes in and around the hot rod. So you have pictures of your hot rod. So what is that? Do you just tinker? Well, or what made no, you What made you love it? Um, when I was a kid, I had three older sisters. And they all had boyfriends who had hot rods. They were cool. Yeah. And so I just, the, those cars would show up in front of the house in 32 Ford with a, a blown Chrysler Hemi in it. Wow. And and then my dad was a sucker for it. He loved it. And so they'd light them up, you know, smoke them for him. And I just fell in love with hot rods. And then finally my one sister had a boyfriend who was building a hot rod. And he's dead now. But he sort of adopted me and took me every night after school for five years and all my weekends to his garage, and we built this car. It was really a kick-ass show car. We won awards all up and down the West Coast, Oakland, Seattle, Portland, you name wow. it. Wow. And, and I learned about cars and about fancy car, show cars. And so then I fell in love with them, and I've always had... I've always had a project. Those. Are you are you handy a tinkerer? Yeah, that kind of stuff, right? Oh yeah, like you can fix anything. Yeah, pretty much. You're pretty much fearless about that. Yeah, you got to be because they're yeah. breaking all the time. Yeah, I you know I had Jack Delahanty on here from G Prep. Was he there when you were there? Yeah, no way. Yeah, because you should watch that podcast. It's really great. Because he was like the, he was sort of like you. You know, like he was the anti dude. Like he would. You know, his boss would tell him forever, you have to wear a tie. And he's like, I'm not wearing a tie. I work in the theater, dude. What are you talking about? I mean, do you have any memory of that? Because that, that seems like another. Oh, yeah. Google keyboard cat burns rubber. <laughs> just Google. And when this thing just started happening and she said, uh, this is Jeannie Mose. I work with Wolf Blitzer on the situation. Well, she room. is absolutely she hilarious. She said, do you know why I'm, even why I'm calling you? And I said, nope. <laughs> am I, said, am well, I in trouble? <laughs> it has something to do with your cat. And I went, oh, really? And she said, do you know what a meme is? And I said, nope. <laughs> and she said, this is going to be a good interview. So she interviewed me, and it was on the show that night. So oh, I, my God. You were on a Jeannie Most bit of yeah, thing on I've you. Got you it. Are... I got it, too. Oh, my God. And so she said all the things that were happening, and then she said, um, but you shot it in 1984, and here we are in 2009. She said, does the cat know how famous he is? She said, wait, that cat's dead. And I said, yeah. And she went, oh, my God. So if you Google keyboard cat is dead, there are, there are five pages of websites about it. And, and, and uh, Jimmy Kimmel did a tribute to keyboard cat. No way. Yeah. He's been, the cat's been on I the feel Jimmy so Kimmel out of the so many times. Oh, my God. I love Jimmy Kimmel. You'll like Jimmy the, Kimmel's fantastic. You'll like the documentary. Wow. And, and so... Um, <laughs> So then I had to deal with that the cat's dead, but then the, here's a cool part of this story, too, kind of like that I was the only entry in the contest. That then we're selling this thing like hotcakes. We, yeah. The first year, the first two months it was out, we found an outfit in the East Coast 
Skinny Corp that had sold three hundred and forty thousand dollars worth of Keyboard Cat T-shirts. Oh my merch, baby! Yeah. Wow. Without our involvement. <laughs> so Ooh, then, then I got I got a lawyer, Bing. and he went with them, and he got me a check for ninety thousand bucks. Wow. Yeah. Well, sure. He should have. And so, then. That's incredible. My manager, um, I had some merch out there then by this time, and I'm doing a variety of things, and I called my manager one day, and I said, what should I do to make try and make more money? I said, should I do more T-shirt designs? And he said, no, you should go to the pound and get another orange cat. Yeah. And Keep get going. an old keyboard. Keep going. And do this again. And I had never thought of that. <laughs> you hadn't? And so I was like the guy in... In Close Encounters, uh, where he's shoveling dirt in the kitchen window, yeah. and he knows it's right so much that he doesn't give a shit about anybody the, thinking he's an idiot. Yeah. That's how I want to feel every day. Right. And so <laughs> I got, I dropped what I was doing, and I got in my car, and I went to start going to the pound. And there's a scene in the documentary that's animated about about this. Oh, they, this yeah, story. sure. You, they hear your voice, and my oh, my so cool. my. Forearms were just ribbons from auditioning cats and getting the shit scratched out of me. How did you know you when you found the the right? He didn't scratch me. Keyboard cat. Yeah. Keyboard cat too. And I found him. Yeah. And we're on three now. No way. And so, you wore long sleeves the next time. I, I well, <laughs> I don't know what. We'll see what happens. I don't need one right now. Um, but when. When Ben told me to just go and find another cat and do this, I spent a week looking for a cat, and I found one. And I had the scars to prove it. And the second day I had the cat, I put a blue shirt on him, and I made a new song, and I did it. And within two days, Mike and I posted it, Microsoft gave us $15,000 to use it for six weeks online to promote some new software of theirs. And I was so naive that when Ben said, we got a 15K deal from Microsoft, send them a dub. I sent him the original one of the old cat. And then he called me back and said, hey, you sent the wrong one. And I said, they want the new one? And they did. And so now I tell people, when my manager, Ben, tells me, paint your butt purple, I just go and get the roller. (laughs) Well, see, that's the thing. You've had some really good advice. You've had some... And I think people don't realize... Although to you and I, this doesn't... I don't think I've ever worked a day. Yeah. Have you? No. I mean, I've done... I've worked and I've, I've stayed up till four in the I've, morning and I've, I've done I stuff. I got tired. I got tired. And I sweat. But I... Yeah, but I don't... It's never felt like a job. No, I always feel... I want to always feel like... That's my yardstick. That I'm that guy in that movie shoveling dirt in the kitchen. Yeah. For the deal. And right. If it makes other people think I'm an idiot, I Who go... Who cares? I've done it right. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, you know, we started doing these silly promos for this podcast. And I'm, you know, we had a a nun, Sister Madonna, the running nun. Do you know who this is? She's 92. She's the oldest woman, oldest person, (laughs) oldest person to finish the Iron Man in Hawaii. No. At 89 years old. Oh, And she lives here. She lives next to my sister. She's been a part of our family forever. She came over for Christmas dinner. And she's better for the church than the Pope. Phenomenal. Just incredible. Don't start running until she was 40. She just finished, she's 93 or 4 now. She just finished another one in Milwaukee. 
an oh, Iron Man. I love it. And and so when she was on here, she was one of my first guests, and she was just really. Um, oh yeah, you got to watch it. It's just phenomenal. Oh man, I would she love is to. Just fantastic. So I talked her into doing a promo for the podcast. So I race her. We have a video where I race her, and I got the headband on, and and she of course beats me. You know, but those things, I was like. Should I be doing this? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, absolutely. It's of silly course. and fun. Yeah. You know, like the the the. Well, we were just telling you that we just did this promo for Amador Whiskey, this pretend promo that they're a sponsor, and it's me doing the lost in translation thing in in Japan, right? Where I'm Bill Murray and I do this thing, and the, we just put out a photo and it kind of blew up, you know. Well, you but, got but production it was so, value it was, at your exactly, disposal. No, it was fun. Right. I better use it. Yeah. And so it was just fun. And, I, and, and I'm like, we've been talking about doing that and finally did it. It turned out great. And it was just like, I don't, yeah. I'm not... And I'm not getting paid to do it right now, but That's maybe. That's so cool. Who cares? You have free production value, like big muscle production value. Big time. At your disposal, <laughs> which really it's, is a well, nice. Let, let's go, anytime you want to use it, Charlie, I, let's I, go do stuff. Thank you. I, we Seriously. will. I'm, I'm serious, too. Um, I, I, I was at a GU thing not long ago, and, and uh, this one guy said that he was about half drunk, and he's just funnier than shit. <laughs> And he says, he's a white guy, and there were all kinds of colors of people around the table. And he said, I use my white privilege for good. Ooh. Isn't that cool? <laughs> I guess. I mean, that he, that he, he tries to help. It's still cringy. Yeah. Oh, it's cringy. <laughs> it's, it's horribly. It's inappropriate. It was inappropriate as hell. Everything is inappropriate. Yeah, now. that's true. No, that's true. Well, the, uh, yeah, but those promos have been fun. And then I told you about that, and you're like, oh, I, you must have lived that in Japan, that scene oh, where Bill totally. Murray is being yelled at in, Jap- in hey, Japanese. I, I did the, the uh, nose thing. And you for, have no idea what they're saying. I did the nose thing for commercials in Japan for, uh, it was for uh, air conditioning cleaning service. <laughs> and and when I, I got there, they had hung a piece of glass that probably weighed 1,000 pounds. It was an inch thick, and it was hung from these chains in a studio, and it was all lit, and they were ready for me to do my deal there. And I said, I can't well, this isn't going to work. This is not going to work. I, I don't move. The glass moves. And th- I couldn't even reach the edges of it. No. Right. It's stupid. And then they're, they're just going nuts. Oh, and I did a, a show in Mexico City <laughs> where they thought that I really did that, could do that without the plexiglass. <laughs> For sure, <laughs> of course I've, they did. I've gotten a handful. I mean, of jobs it's pretty believable. Way. I the the this, it's this, pretty this, like you're like what you could just do the sixty k one in England. They thought I really could do it. No way, uh-uh, they did. <laughs> I love so that. anyway, I'm in Mexico City, and I'm setting up. I I learned that all these studios are air conditioned so you take a piece of glass and you put it here and you breathe out on it once and you got steam yeah it's got steam it's so got to be warm I developed a little little heating unit that was run by a light bulb and it looked great you could barely see it on stage and the glass would go in it and warm up and then on cue I'd pick it up and do this so I'm doing this show in Mexico City and I have this thing set up and my interpreter Hector comes over and he says the director, he's sitting over there in a chair with some other big shots. He wants to know, what is this? And I said, well, that's the glass. And he said, what is it for? <laughs> and I said, well, it's to make my nose move. <laughs> You're fired. Right. And they've already flown me to fucking Mexico City, which is a long ways. 
Yes, it is. And I've already That's spent a big two days plant, in, a, man. in a hotel, and so they're in. <laughs> they're, they're not turning this right. around. <laughs> they need this act. And so he goes back and he tells the guy it's to make his nose move. And he comes back and he says, he wants to know if you can do it without the glass. And I said, no. No one can. So he goes back and he comes back and he says, he wants you to just do whatever your best is without the glass. And I said, well, this is it. (laughs) And he went back and he talked to the guy and their arms are going like this. And he comes back and he said, the glass, it is okay. I bet it is. And And it worked. But I, I, I did tell him. Ask the guy when he saw my demo reel, did he believe that I could really do that? And if he did, does he think that his audience is smarter or dumber than him? <laughs> and that's what turned the deal. I and bet. I never did talk in person with the director. I don't think he spoke English. Hector was bilingual. <clears throat> but um, I wasn't sweating because I knew, hey, man. They're in. You They're already, on. right. Well, I got my return See, that's ticket. the thing. You, you're savvy. Through all this, you kind of just know, right? The other thing is, you've worked hard. I, you've worked so hard on these I sets have. and this it's, gear and this stuff. And you it's just, not it's, easy. People it's think a it's lot easy. Of work. People that do they understand don't know how hard the this, shit. Everybody's listening to this, going, "This guy's got the easiest job in the world." Things uh-uh. just come along. Oh, it's like God. whatever. You've worked your tail off. How I many late so nights? Many nights did and you weekends in that freaking garage doing my thing. Yeah. Absolutely, and I'm not going to quit now. It's a you're sort of you can be a slave to it, but it's also the joy of it, right? So it's why you it's part of breathing. Google keyboard cat true story. (laughs) Speaking of production, I've never googled anything. Uh, The burned rubber was pretty freaking great. True, true story. True stories. Keyboard cat true stories. God. This is, I, I'm just so delighted by all of this. <laughs> oh, I just called you because I was like, you're Charlie, perfect. man. You're perfect. I just want to know what's going on with Charlie. Like, the hey. best part of this podcast has been I get to catch up with people I haven't seen in a long time. Make sure. When, when do we other, when would we other? That I'm that, surprised right? that they didn't, um, that the production company didn't contact you guys to be, to potentially right. do Why didn't shooting. they? I don't know. We just shot a cool documentary not long ago. I don't even know who they got, but they they're they're using some local people. Keyboard cat true stories. Yeah. Keyboard cat true internet cat. No, just true stories. The keyboard cat story you never knew. I don't know. <laughs> um, there it is. True internet. There you go. True internet. The top one. The top one. Watch some of that. Oh my god. This is. There goes the ad that I. That's what. We do a lot of that. (laughs) This video is well produced. Well, I don't even. I can't even find it. I lost it. Sorry. Keyboard Cat's two stories. I gotta subscribe, first of all, which I am. Mm. <clears throat> right here. That? This is E. So, how did you do this stuff? No. 
I didn't. Just somebody the cat, did. But the cat doing its stuff. Did you just like do this thing? Oh my god, this is hilarious. <laughs> so you you would just do stuff with the cat and then film it. Just that. Just that one. Just that one. One take. One take. Yeah. Crazy. Cat wouldn't put up with it. So what's next for you? You know, like what what keeps you keep what's your next passion? What's your next thing? Painting. Really? Yeah. You're, turn, you're turning into George W. Bush and yeah, and, kinda. and uh, Tony Bennett, who just passed away. You know, I'm, I'm That's your, that is your favorite. It is my favorite. I'm working on a series now called um, Icon Anomalies, and they're anomalies of the human species that then somehow have become icons, like like you, like me. So, for example, um, wow, uh, Curly in the Three Stooges, Granny on Beverly Hillbillies, yes, right, and do- dozens more. And I, I have already painted over a dozen of them. I need to get one. I want an original Charlie Schmidt. I do. Well, come to the so show. Great. I'm gonna make I'm gonna sure on come. the 29th that you're there. I will totally go. I'm and you will to be asked to sign a release because the crew will be shooting. I'm down. I can't wait. It's what a cool... How, how, how does this make you feel? You know, you're on the back nine here. 72, yeah. but you're still It like makes me feel 15. like... Um, like I'm on a good... Like I'm on the right track. Like I've made... I got no regrets. Haven't you always felt like that, though? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You're, you, you're good at, at noticing that when you ask me what's... What's cool about things now? And I tell you, and you go, but you've been doing that since you were fucking born. <laughs> you have. But it's, it, it is. It's the truth. Well, so here, uh, the other question, I could talk to you for hours, but we'll probably, I need to let you have your life back. Although you still got some whiskey, so I'm going. Um, you're, what, what, did your parents get to see any of this? Oh, yes. So tell me about that and what they, you know, this, that phone call that's with a, the big pause. That's a great question. That's a great question. I hope they, that because that generation, that. right? I had that same generation. When were your parents born? My parents were born in Spokane. When? All, when? All Do you know the years? In in the te- in the teens and twenties. Yeah, my parents were born in the late twenties. So we understand that great generation. They're in a they're, they're poor way. poor immigrants. Right. Italy and Poland. All my grandparents yeah, came my, from. Mine came from Czechoslovakia and, and Croatia. Hey, here's one you're gonna like. My grandma came over. In fact, Swoboda means was, freedom. Really? Yeah. You're going to love this story then, Mr. Freedom. <laughs> my Polish grandmother, Louise, came over. My grandfather was already here and working for the railroad for several years. Then finally, my grandma and her mother got together a few bucks to come to America. That's kind of how it was. You came over the and, old man to came bring everybody. First. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and... My grandma was 15 at the time. I don't know how old her mother was. And they were dirt poor. They just had crackers, and they puked all the way, and they were rode in steerage with animals. And when they got to Ellis Island, I don't know if you know the story of how they would mark people's sleeves with codes. No. Well, they, they, would, they had a marker, and they would mark, like, if you had scoliosis mm. or, or a pink eye or... Bless you, Charlie Schmidt. Thank you. Or anything, they had a code and they'd mark your sleeve. And if you Google it, 
you see the codes they have them on there, and then the museum there they have it. I mean, you're talking about thousands of people coming through every minute. right, yeah. right. And then some of the codes meant it's no big deal; you can come in. Some of them meant you're going to have to stay in the infirmary here until we dry up that infection you got. Mm-hmm. Some of them meant we recommend surgery, which was really dangerous. And some of them meant you get back on the boat and you go back to Poland. And so they marked my great-grandmother's sleeve, and Grandma and her didn't know what it meant. They just knew it might mean deportation. Damn. So then they would put them all in this room called the Great Room. And later in life, I went to Ellis Island with my wife, and we experienced this. And it validated the story my grandma told me when I was a little boy. And she said, when they got in the great room, they had all their belongings tied up in like a bedspread or something. And great-grandma took off her shirt. It was wall-to-wall people and with the mark on it and let it fall to the floor and put on a clean shirt, and they marched right into America. Wow. And she doesn't know whether she would have been sent back or not. And that's how Keyboard Cat got to America. It is. Yeah. Well, the and old then, country, right? And then later, when I when I was an adult, Joanne and I went to Ellis Island, and sure enough, there was the code of all the things they marked and the pictures of the people waiting in the great room to get sorted out. And I just thought, fuck, Grandma meant that. She and did. She told yeah. me that story. Damn right it she was did. true. Yeah. The, so that little moment allows all of this to have happened or not. That's right. It is amazing how it comes down to like one thing that you even you had you or I have no control over. That, that moment was like enter, being the only guy to enter the funny video contest. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I know. It's this I've chance. I've been very moments, lucky. Right? I've been very yeah, lucky, and I think there will be there more. Is, oh, there's there's luck, but there's also um, and my, creating and, that. And to right? add, you do create this. To answer your question was you what do my parents think in yeah, their yeah, later yeah. What, years yeah, of this? Was my dad said to me, when I showed him the contract that I got uh, in my fax machine from England that said, we want you to do these dime bar commercials for 60 grand, and it was all, it said UK, United Kingdom, when they referred to England, and I showed it to my dad in my yard in my house that I have now, and he read it, and he went, son of a bitch, that's a lot of money, and he said, what's uck? <laughs> <laughs> he did. And he said, it's the United <laughs> Kingdom. That's England. And he went, oh. And he, he hauled all my art shows before he died. He would, his truck, he would take me to the airport for my gigs, haul all oh. my art shows. Everything was just great. And there's one great story that you got to hear about my old man, about aging. Was my old man believed in stealing shit. If you could get away with it, <laughs> he would even steal shit from me. <laughs> I caught, I caught him with my, my wedding ring once. Well, that's how he survived, probably. It's true. I mean, yeah. And I told him once, we went, we were building a, my garage, that one for down on 9th, and we needed a few more sheets of plywood, but we only needed three. And we went out to, I forget what it was called then, it's Lowe's now. Yeah. And we no, paid for three sheets of plywood Home up Depot. front. And then you, you, in those Lowe's, days, yeah, you'd yeah, go Lowe's, around yeah. the back and they'd, load, they'd load you up, pay and pack. <laughs> And they'd load you up from right. your receipt. So we went around the back, mm-hmm. and there was nobody there. So he, we loaded up three, and he looked around, and he put three more on and three more. And now the back of the pickup's kind of going down <laughs> like this. And I said, Dad, we only paid for three. And he goes, don't worry about it. 
So pretty quick, the guy starts walking over towards the truck, and he says, get in. So I got in, and he just starts, we drive away, and I said, Dad, aren't you worried about that? And he said, he can't catch us. (laughs) And I said, but what about karma? And he said, what's that? (laughs) And I said, that's where when you do shit to people that's not nice, that it It catches up with you and it comes back to you. And you know what he said? He said, it better hurry up. Because he was in his 80s. It better hurry up. Yeah, what does he care? You're going to throw... I mean, really? You're going to put another 80 And it, then we we just went home with all the plywood. Wow. And that's that's that generation, He wasn't too, a bad though, guy. Know? No, but he sees, an, he sees an opportunity. He wasn't going to miss it. Right? There's a difference there between... It wasn't premeditated. Come it on. It better hurry up. <laughs> No, they really supported me and my. That's art. great. I wondered about that, like how they would how they would see that. And yeah, I wondered. I bet about it was it different too. though. After that check for sixty grand, he must have said, "Oh, it helped okay. a lot. Oh, for sure." Because to him, money did talk. Well, it does. <laughs> I mean, it's that's the job of a dad, right? That's the job of a dad. It kind you're, of is. you're a good interviewer and a good listener. <laughs> well, you're a good everything, Charlie Schmidt. Thanks for being on the. Hey, you're podcast. welcome. 